Are the lights on? Good. Welcome to Listen with the Lights On. I'm Jessica Blaustein Marshall. And I'm Patrick Garrett. When last we met, we heard tales of ghostly sightings at the historic Tenbrook Mansion in Albany from Maeve McEnany. Well, Maeve was kind enough to take us on a tour of the mansion and show us exactly where many folks, including herself, have reported supernatural activity. Our little journey starts in the expansive gardens of Tenbrook Mansion. We are here today not to hunt or to disturb or anything like that. We just would love to get the historical context behind some of the things that people witness here. Yeah. So the building itself uh, was built in 1798 by General uh, Abraham Tenbrook, and it was actually the uh, second mansion for his family. The original mansion, what was in the neighborhood we call the pastures now, and it burned in a fire. And they built the building here, and this is in Tenbrook Triangle. Uh, the neighborhood is Arbor Hill, and there's these beautiful row houses that the mansion overlooks that were the lumber barons from the Erie Canal. But you have to imagine that those row houses wouldn't be there. And Tenbrook Mansion was built in the suburb on a hill overlooking the Hudson River. And so as we go into the house, we'll talk a little bit about the spirits. And many of the spirits have been reported by neighbors, uh, you know, people who have visited looking out the windows. And I sometimes wonder, you know, of course, if you had this beautiful view of the river, wouldn't it make sense that in your old habits that that's what you would do? It's got to be kind of upsetting, too, to look out the window and see the beloved view gone. Or having seen how it changed, that you get to overlook how the city, which this mostly would have been farmland. Uh, the Hembrook Mansion would have had acres and acres of land and just seeing how it's changed and developed. It was bought 50 years later by the Alcott family, and Mr. Alcott named it Arbor Hill because he planted arbor trees around, and that's now where we get the, the neighborhood name, is when Tembrook Mansion was known as Arbor Hill from the Alcott family. I felt like we were at Downton Abbey or something, right? I, I, I've never seen Downton Abbey. Oh, come on. You know what the house looks like, right? Oh, those big English homes. Yeah, it's like this giant manor and these expansive grounds. It was, it was very reminiscent of that albeit in the middle of the city of Albany. Next, we headed into the house. Uh, what I have found bringing tours through is some of the spooky things that occur come when we bring in more people. And there's a lot more activity when we're all crowded together. It seems like people like to come out and play. <laughs> so of course immediately the first place we expected to find something creepy, the basement. So that's where we went. Whoa. And so we go down to the basement. This would have been where the kitchen uh, originally would have been. So they did do a seance in here uh, with one of our, uh, Paul Nooney, who's my other half in this venture. Uh, he works at RPI and he brought some of the students down here and they were in the basement. And again, you can imagine, you know, it's chilly in here today, but you know, you probably would have had the fire going. It's would have probably would have been very, very warm. And they had all of the equipment things that you see in ghost hunters and nothing was happening. It was like, just a dud. Nothing's really going on. And Paul, uh, the tour guide, is trying to salvage something, and he speaks to the air, and he says, oh, well, 
you know, we know the Tenbrooks are married into the Van Rensselaer family. And the Van Rensselaers, of course, very prominent family in Albany and then uh, Rensselaer County. And so he says, you know, they are, these are RPI students named for Stephen Van Rensselaer, who I believe uh, you were related to. Well, then all of the equipment spiked. Uh, they had these e-meters that were going up to red, which usually red means that something's poking at it. They had a thermometer and the thermometer spiked to 99 degrees. Now, of course, it was not actually 99 degrees, but it immediately started malfunctioning as soon as they said Van Rensselaer. Wow. I'm getting chills here. <laughs> well, after spending a little too much time in the basement, we decided to head upstairs. Yeah, but not before we were tempted by the fabulous wine cellar down there. I mean, we were talking about seances. I felt like I might have needed a drink at that point. Depending on your lore, uh, it's believed, you know, just folklore, that Christ was crucified at 3 p.m. So the anti-hour is 3 a.m. And they'll call that, that's technically what the witching hour is, is 3 a.m. And so people who are paranormal experts and they do this kind of thing, they will come to Tenbrook Mansion or some of these other sites, 3 a.m. Then we walked into the dining room, which was lavishly decorated as if it would have been, you know, the late 1700s, early 1800s. And we're talking, and all of a sudden Maeve says, you know, draws our attention to the corner of the room, right beside the china cabinet and the buffet table. And according to a psychic, that there is the gateway when they come in, in the corner. That corner? That corner right there when he does seances. Where that electrical kind of thing yep. is? Mm -hmm. This uh, is the dining room, so I wouldn't want the seat with no, my back facing that, right? No, and that's where Paul was sitting during a seance, and he was very, very quiet, and he hadn't said anything for most of the tour. And somebody goes, uh, you there. Um, your uncle wants to apologize. He knows he, he left things kind of a mess, but, uh, you know, he apologizes for that. And Paul, white as a ghost, goes, okay. And he told me he had just gotten a call on his way to the tour from his mother saying, oh, the will was left in such a mess. Wow. <laughs> and he didn't tell me, he didn't tell anybody. And he was standing right in that corner there. And the chandelier was this massive, gorgeous crystal this dangly crystal yeah. masterpiece. Masterpiece, exactly. I have been here, standing here, where this very heavy chandelier will tremble. And with the people who are the ghost hunters, they've gone upstairs, they've jumped, they've banged, they've tried to shake it. It doesn't move. Interesting. But it will, it will give a little tremble here and there. So then Maeve takes us into this side kitchen off of the dining room, which is a new addition to the house. It wasn't there, you know, back in the day. It's now there so that the historical society can, you know, you know, prep dinners and events and such. And it's got a lot of modern amenities in it, like a stove and a sink and, you know, stuff that might not have been there in the late 1700s um, that wasn't even invented yet. However, over in the corner is kind of a throwback to yesteryear. It's the original servant's bell panel, which... You know, if someone upstairs, you imagine some wealthy individual upstairs wants their breakfast in bed, they will ring the servant's bell. It will sound down on this panel it will, according, you know, the bell will ring according to so whose room the, it is that, that the request came from. The, and this is where they picked up the voice uh, saying, go away, go away. It was in here. Uh, and it's suspected that it's the man with the billy goat beard because that same go away voice is the same one that answered Alcott with who you are. 
Uh, and this, I would assume, again, I'm drawing all of these connections, the fella who's probably not too happy, one, that his portrait's moved, that his kitchen is now here. I mean, of course, this is probably the most annoying space for him. What was it before it was a kitchen? It, nothing. This would have been nothing. The old bell. The servant's bell. Which oh, I've that's got. straight out of Down Navi. <laughs> and I've got a creepy story upstairs about the servant's bell, which, again, I've told you how I'm a skeptic, except for but I'll tell you upstairs. <laughs> it doesn't work, does it? it <laughs> yeah, it does not work, which is going to play into <laughs> the next story. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. We're out in the front hall, opening up the front door. It's a large, multi-paneled door with a large latch on it. It leads to the front porch and a flight of stairs that are leading down to the pathway in front of the mansion. Now, there is a book called Traveler's Tales, and Traveler's Tales is... A self-published, before it was the cool thing to do, a self-published book from the Albany Free School, which is on Elm Street. And it was written by a senior and a grade school student. And they went and they researched folklore. And you can really only get this at the uh, state library. So one of the stories they talk about is from this path. And I like the story. I haven't found where the children came from it, but I think it's a great story just so you can imagine what it would have looked like, is they talk about the horse-drawn carriage, that it was believed uh, neighbors in the neighborhood had said that late at night, of course, full moons, foggy, you would see this path light up. So a moonbeam would shine down, full moon shine down, light up the path. And you would see a colonial horse and carriage come clomping, clomping, clomping up the steps. And you would see then a very genteel colonial man come out. He would stand, hold up his hand, woman in a beautiful skirt would come up the stairs. And as soon as they came in through these doors here, the whole thing would disappear. And I love that story because, uh, again, I don't know where the students, because I've tried to track where they get it from, and I, I don't know who they interviewed for it. Uh, but I just think it's a wonderful, colorful story to really give you a sense of the people who lived here. I think it's a great way to open to capture the imagination of the gentle people that were here. It's certainly yeah. elegant. It's, it's, like, very... it's like sort of a misty, like, you know, thin spot in time or exactly. something like that. And I think that's really where these stories come from, is to paint an idea of what was here. Thanks for joining us. Listen with the Lights On is a production of WAMC. Our theme music is Grizzly Reminder by Midnight Syndicate. For more spine-tingling tales, check out our podcast or head over to WAMC.org. The second floor of Tenbrook Mansion is where the majority of the supernatural activity has been documented. We'll take you up there on the next episode of Listen with the Lights On.